0: I don't want power. I want to be free.
1: Power is freedom. Welcome to Storybroke.
0: Miserably ever after.
1: I've recently escaped from the hole.
0: Mads. And I'm still a hermit, Elaine.
1: Oh my goodness. I am, I'm loving season two. I'm i I'm really excited to talk about this episode. I just re, 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 rewatched it. And uh, I really like it. It was strong.
0: Well, you know why this one was strong? Cause we didn't have to see Bell and Gold interact.
1: Oh, this is true. <laughs>
0: That's why you true. like this one so much better. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Well, and um, we'll get to it when we start talking about the episode um, more in depth. But they do, they really did a good job of keeping up with it being very, like, clear-cut, straightforward, sticking to a single storyline, A plot and B plot, and just focusing in on that.
0: You say that, but my summary is still very long. No, <laughs> there's but still yeah, a no, lot the- to...
1: The, had to happen this episode, so. the
0: background story is pretty concise um and yeah, we still have several things going on in the present, but they're not quite a split.
1: There are also some there's like some great visual comedy, there's like a lot of oh, yeah. good moments happening, and uh the production was the 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 better budget for this season really shows in this episode with some of the effects they do so
0: yeah, oh no, it's it looks good the the green screen's better,
1: so how have you been, dear?
0: Well, uh, we I forgot to take week 11 pictures of my son, so I failed as a mother.
1: Oh, yep, that's it.
0: <laughs> that's it. Might as, well, might as well take the kid away.
1: I think the uh, weekly Instagram photo with the Matt thing is like our generation's version of having a baby book.
0: Oh, I have one of those too that I haven't filled out.
1: Oh yeah. I, I have my baby book and it like abruptly just cuts off after about three weeks. Like, it's just like, okay, we've got this, we've got that, we've got this and nothing.
0: Yeah, once the kid, you know, stops sleeping quite as much when you're supposed to fill that out. Also, I don't know when I was supposed to fill that out anyway. And I've been doing this almost 12 weeks. <laughs> like, Luckily our book also comes with like a little box so I can just put stuff in the back of the box. <laughs>
1: Just like okay, I'll get to that. Here, hold
0: this, <laughs> yeah. I've got okay. a, I've got the stack of ultrasound pictures on my computer desk right now, and I'm like, what am I doing with these?
1: I'm still gobsmacked at how much better like the quality of of um, ultrasounds are compared to what they were when I was like, you know, when I was a fetus.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. You can you can see like we could tell whose nose he had whenever we were getting them, and then we got the the fancy boutique 40 ultrasound ones where you could actually see his whole face and what it was going to look like with like shadowing and shading and how deep his eyes set was and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's (laughs) like a, it's a, it's a gray blur. Um, and they're like, yep, that that's a baby.
0: Oh, I've got one of those too. I'm holding it right now. (laughs) Oh, I've definitely got one of those too. I've got several of those. Those happen as well. And the, the later on it gets, it returns to that again. like, in the middle, you can see, oh my gosh, it's a baby, and then the bigger the baby gets, you're like, and um, yeah, there's hair.
1: <laughs> uh, so speaking of motherhood, I think that's like the major theme of this episode. Um, Ooh, yeah, how how Regina is Regina because of Cora <laughs> in a lot of ways,
0: becoming your motherhood. <laughs> It's just you know it's one of those things where i I'm pretty lucky there yeah, there are some things about my mom that I'm like, okay, anxiety wise, I don't want to pick that up and pass that trait on, but otherwise I've got a real good mom, and if I become a little bit like her, I become a little bit like her, and no harm done, but oh, snap. Uh, we all have anxiety.
1: you just said the A word and I realized I haven't taken my pill today, so oh, snap, uh I'm gonna wait till after this episode, I'll be okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I haven't taken my medication that makes my brain work. We're get um, anxious
0: mads this episode. Oh, yeah. If I start getting
1: wound up, um, I might have to take a break and just, yeah. like, calm.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I was,
1: like, sitting here, and I'm, like, why am I, like, oh, oh and then you said the mm-hmm. A word, and I was, like, mm, there we are. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, my, my mom and her sister have always been, like, you know, we'll do fine as long as we don't become my grandmother, their mother. And they did a really good job of avoiding that. Um, like no offense to my grandmother, but um I think a lot of my personal anxieties come from some of that treatment. Yeah. <laughs> that never being good enough thing, because I was a girl.
1: I have traits from both of my parents and it's some of their worst stuff. It's like oh. a combination of all of my dad's worst habits and my mom's. Oh yeah. But at least I'm like more self-aware.
0: Yeah, I'm um I am uh a little uh, what's the word for it? Um, bossy? Which doesn't necessarily come from mom. It's, it's, I don't know where that comes from either, but I'm very bossy and I, that, that harms certain people in my life. Sorry, Laura. Uh, because I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll just do it. And that might be what it is. It's like, you're taking too long. You're going to break it. You're frustrated. I'll just do it for you.
1: I wouldn't go with bossy. I would go with assertive mm. or, or very dominant.
0: I'm, I'm a little too hands-on.
1: Uh, Il- Elaine is a total dummy, mommy.
0: <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. Google it later. Oh, I'm scared too. That's not a search phrase. I'm. I'm sure I want to search. Uh,
1: I'm just imagining Luther later being like, um, "Babe,
0: <laughs> why are we getting ads for this?" <laughs> <laughs> I think it adds okay, for, it adds for lactation teas and dummy mommy. Yeah.
1: Oh no, we're <laughs> not talking about mommy milkers right now. We're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: All right. So this episode.
1: Yeah, I just am aware that you don't spend uh, near as much time on the dark side of Twitter as I do, and no. uh, your life is your life is better for it.
0: Oh my goodness! No, I just learned what soaking was. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Mormons. Uh,
1: I I I yeah, we I I'm still shaken by soaking. Uh, uh, no, the concept of I'm going to jump on the bed to facilitate this soaking. Like we Yeah.
0: hmm uh, have- just just so everyone can date this episode, that came out today.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. That hit the internet today. We're all finding out about soaking today. Uh, it it I found it on Twitter this morning, and I was like, "Oh God!" And then it popped up on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh no!" So I guess yeah. it was on TikTok yesterday.
1: Yeah, this is why I'm I'm stealing Corey's quote and onboarding that for myself, which is uh, my secret is not respecting anyone on here, including myself. <laughs> I think that will just make my my Twitter experience so much I just, happier.
0: I just read that too. <laughs> should, we,
1: uh, should we get into the episode?
0: Okay, here's the basic plot, sort of. Once upon a time, young Regina was trapped thanks to her mother's magic barrier spell and her impending wedding to the king. With her time running out and her thoughts towards Snow White darkening, she confided in her father. Seeing she was angry all the time and afraid to turn into her mother, he told her about how Cora learned magic from a mysterious man with the help of a book she kept beneath her pillow. Regina stole the book and summoned the mystery man, Rumpelstiltskin, of course, While he sensed great power within her, she refused to learn magic herself, so he gifted her a mirror, a portal into another world. All she had to do was give her mother a little push, and Regina would never see her again. (coughs) Excuse me. On the eve of her wedding, Regina tried once more to convince Korra to let her escape this royal future, but Korra refused to let her go. Instead, she told her how to gain the trust and love of the kingdom and its people, just like she would. Desperately, Regina tried to push Cora into the mirror, but Cora quickly froze her in place with magic. Rumpelstiltskin appeared in the mirror behind Cora, motioning for the frozen Regina to push, and she did. Her own innate powers broke through her mother's spell and sent a wave of energy at Cora, who fell into the mirror, which promptly shattered. Regina once again attempted to escape the palace and her wedding, but was stopped this time by Rumpelstiltskin, who convinced her to give magic and power a go because she had tasted magic, and she loved it. She'd be fine, as long as she didn't become like her mother.
1: Meanwhile, in Storybrook, the town is chaotic after the one-two punch of regaining their memories and recovering from the damage of the wraith attack. As folks folk seek aid and their lost family members, they turn to Prince Charming for answers. Why haven't they returned to the Enchanted Forest? He valiantly lies about having answers and runs away to figure out a plan. Snow was the talker and he was the fighter, so he finds himself stumped. When Henry points out that the broken hat belonged to the hatter in the book, Charming procures a location potion from gold and locates Jefferson, who is not actually any help at all. Although Charming is desperate to get his wife and daughter back, his focus is needed right now by the townsfolk. Because Regina has gotten her powers back, thanks to Cora's book, The Gold Shop, she barges into Town Hall while everyone waited on Charming, terrorized everyone with a fiery display, and coerced Henry to go home with her. Uh, This is me, I messed up my subject verb agreement reading that out there. As soon as they get to the house, Henry tries to escape only to be stopped by the same barrier spell Cora used all those years ago. Henry confronts her about how she gaslit him the previous year and doesn't trust her, while she offers him unlimited power through magic if he'll stay. But he doesn't want to be her, and Regina has deja vu. Charming stops the townsfolk from leaving en masse, physically, using his truck as a barricade. If they cross the town line, They'll only remember their cursed selves, losing their real memories forever. Under pressure, he is able to convince them to give their twin personalities a chance to coexist in a new storybook. They agree and return to open the town back up. Charming bursts into Regina's house with a sword to rescue Henry, but is surprised when she agrees, telling Henry to go with him. She apologizes for gaslighting him and knows she can't force him to stay. She wants him to love her because he wants to. Not because he has to. She also tells Charming that the forest still exists after all, but she doesn't know how to get back there. She begs him not to forget to take good care of Henry while he embarks on his new quest. Mr. Gold, it turns out, is not super thrilled about the town line barrier problem.
0: Back in the Enchanted Forest, Emma finds herself thrown into the refugee camp's prison pit with an anonymous Snow White, where she meets Cora.
1: I'm a friend. Bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you how excited I was whenever this episode came on to see Cora there. The answer is not very. Because the first season we talked about how it's impossible to go between worlds. It's so impossible to go between worlds. It's so hard to go between worlds. We can't go between worlds. So in this episode, we see someone who obviously can go between worlds mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. And then it just runs willy milly from here on out.
1: Um, my my favorite um little little plot detail is Gold saying he's not a portal jumper, um, which they use that phrase a lot in this episode, as mm-hmm. though this is like a kind of magic, like a, a kind of mage. You know, yeah. you have your you have your evil queens, you have your portal jumpers, you have your dark ones. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're yeah. We, we've we got our types of mages.
0: Yeah, and Jefferson um, is a portal jumper. He says that.
1: Um, Rumpelstiltskin, who is not a portal jumper, uh, gives mm-hmm. Regina a portal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and later we see him jumping through portals. Just appearing in other worlds all of a sudden. That's yeah. a little spoilery, but not really. Later on, we're just going to see him appearing in someone else's world and doing something for them. Just mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah except plot convenience. Watch your own uh, show.
1: Yeah, watch your own show.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so that's, yeah. the, that's the basic plot. Uh, I left some stuff out of it because it was long enough already. Um, and I realized after I wrote it that it was like, okay, the Jefferson subplot served a little, it, it served like a tiny bit of um, uh, nuance.
1: It served yeah. a, a tiny bit of handsome man. Yeah, for yeah. Me. It,
0: it, it Yeah, it was handsome, and it was also inspiration for Charming's improvised speech later. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was what he was there for. No, don't delete note. Oh, my God, phone. Uh- <laughs> uh,
1: that man does such good crazy eyes.
0: He really does. Uh, Bucky with yeah. the good hair.
1: Um, so, uh, you were noting uh, the start of the episode. Yes. And what Luther pointed out.
0: Luther points out that uh he, he doesn't think Grumpy drew a straw.
1: I did not see a straw get drawn by Grumpy.
0: And he was holding them, but he didn't hold one out, Luther said. So uh, so Grumpy, the leader of the Royal <clears> Guard, <throat> doesn't count himself as expendable. Unlike his <clears throat> brothers.
1: Unlike his brothers.
0: Poor <laughs> Sneezy tries to talk, him, talk his way out of... He's like, can we just send the turtle over and see what happens to the turtle? And so Leroy just like shoves him over and he freezes and magic obviously happens.
1: Leroy says, Look, I need more lines, so I need to mess with one of y'all so I get a chance to say sister again soon.
0: <laughs> it's my it's my favorite greeting. I, I just want him to start calling Prince Charming sister. Just just use it on everybody.
1: Just use it on everyone. Uh
0: so then we you you want to stay you want to stay in order of scenes this season
1: yeah so, more or less because otherwise uh, I will get so off
0: track so we're left in a lurch as to what's going to happen to sneezy with uh, seeing that the town has been ransacked by the wraith um, and then we the grannies is closer to the day because Ruby's heading off downtown and uh, August is still wooden laying in his room but he's awake yep. and then we go to the center of town where everyone is posting signs looking for their lost family members most specifically Marco's looking for Pinocchio um, I,
1: I really love this scene um, because it does despite the absurdity of the situation it really does capture like that feeling of being in a in a disaster and everyone trying to figure out what's going on what to do yeah and you see the people who have that natural spirit to organize
0: Yeah, ruby and the blue fairy um sister sister face um yep. mother superior that's mother her superior mother superior sister sister face that's the other one
1: sister sister face
0: that's the other one that's a uh, that's his girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah they they are organizing they're doing a great job but obviously they have to turn to a man to take charge but it's yeah. because it's because it's Prince Charming and he's Snow White's husband, so that's the reason yeah. he has that's the reason he has any bull that's snow White's husband. He yes. knows what to do
1: <laughs> and we I do have to give uh megan ori ruby uh a lot of credit this episode just for like being present and taking mm-hmm. charge and having really good hair.
0: Oh God, I love her hair The <laughs> red streaks. I just love it.
1: Oh my she's God. such a good
0: actress. I like her more and more as the the show goes on.
1: Yes, and we get more time with her, yeah, and I forget, like how big of a character she becomes over time, and that it makes me happy to see her kind of growing into the role,
0: which oh is yeah nice. her curse self was like angsty and rebellious, and Ruby herself is like a nice little like balanced level human <laughs> who just wants to do good things,
1: yes, love her,
0: I love her. Uh I, I was very sad to see that Marco signed for Pinocchio. I mean he drew a picture of him and he's still a little boy. Because if yeah. he's cursed, I mean it's true. I mean if if everyone else is cursed and no one else is aged, it's a good assumption that mm-hmm. his little boy is still there, but it's still sad.
1: Yes and no, because it's like, well, I mean, Emma is an adult.
0: Yeah, but Emma didn't grow up in Storybrook. True. So he doesn't know if his son is in Storybrook or not. So he's just looking for him. Yeah. Uh, so Prince Charming arrives downtown and once, nope, he doesn't arrive downtown yet, or he does. (laughs) No, not yet. My note, I wrote my notes on my phone and normally they're in my book and in my notebook, they're all written out nice and neat. And in my phone, it's just clusters of paragraphs. (laughs) (laughs) Motherhood has done wonders for my organizational skills.
1: (laughs) It's all good. Um,
0: Oh, oh, uh, so he confronts Regina. I believe. And. Oh, yeah. He he barges in. He he barges into Regina's house multiple times this episode. And I forgot to write it down.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of use of this one set.
0: So the first time he barges into the house, he wants to know where she got the hat. And she says something that obviously means she's lying, which is I have long since forgotten.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's and like you can just
0: say, I don't remember, but no. you want to you want tell people that you're lying while still answering the question? I have long since forgotten.
1: I have long since forgotten. I'm like, uh, also, I, I, I enjoy her,
0: oh, yeah. He knows she's having trouble with magic, <clears> and <throat> he reminds her that and this is very dark. The only thing that's keeping her alive is that Henry wants it. That's very dark, huh? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Even like, even though we did see straight up a lynch mob last episode, it's
0: still very dark uh,
1: coming for her. Yeah. It's, it's pretty dark.
0: And uh, so she does like relent and answer some questions like how the hat's a portal maker, but it doesn't work anymore. It's uh, broke. Yeah. I forgot exactly what he said about Henry, but she has this beautiful retort of, I will not listen to childcare advice from a man who put his daughter in a box and shipped her to Maine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I <laughs> do like how I do like how David ends that conversation because it, it sets up the the major the major issue Regina has in this episode. If you have to use magic to keep your son, you don't really have him.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's a that's a good point. And it's one that she should have known by now. But she's you know, she's really good about not remembering her own past and learning from her own mistakes and her own experiences.
1: Luckily for us, the direction immediately moves to the Enchanted Forest, showing the flash, same situation. Flash
0: back to Regina, trying to escape on horseback. The trees grab her. This is important later. There's a barrier spell via Cora, where she won't be allowed to leave down this road without the king.
1: Okay, I hate... This is so dumb for me, but as a um, as a big, you know, fantasy nerd, this is not a barrier. Yeah. This is hold person. Like... <laughs> True, they're using hold person or entanglement. Like, this is not a barrier, like I a see barrier entanglement. that's entanglement
0: a, because she was using the plants to catch,
1: yeah. But, like, a barrier is like a physical impediment that is blocking the way. It's an and invisible thing. And this is more barrier. like, let me, let me, let me snatch you with these trees,
0: yeah. Just let me snatch you. <laughs> <Ka-pow>. <laughs> uh, Regina doesn't want to be queen, she wants freedom, not power. Power is freedom. Um, I want to point out that I love her riding outfit. Like her escape outfit is so great. I love her little leather v-neck vest that's under her coat.
1: Mm -hmm. My
0: eyes kept going to her little leather v-neck vest that's under her coat. I just love it so much. It's just sleek and well, well fitted and so different from everything else she wears. And it caught my eye.
1: I love that um, every place I look for information on this episode, they make a big point of telling me that Regina's horse is named Rocinante, um, huh? which is Don Quixote's uh, horse. But it's like, okay, but where was this ever said in the episode?
0: She might have said it exactly once whenever she was urging her horse to go faster.
1: Okay. Fair. That is, but yeah, that is the name of her horse.
0: I didn't catch what she said, but she did say the horse's name. So I'm glad you looked it up and that they wrote it 12 times.
1: Yes. It's also the name of the ship in um, The Expanse.
0: So oh, We missed an important detail in oh. the last scene um, where Charming's talking about going to the place where Emma and Snow White are. And Regina calls it a sucking airless void <clears throat> for all they know.
1: That's what they used to call me back in college. Hello,
0: hey. Hey oh. All right. So so Regina and Cora have very bad mother-daughter uh energy in this scene. Um it's it's a toxic relationship. It's not good. And surely there's no way they can attempt to redeem this relationship later on in the series. <sighs> Surely they set this up as bad and it's good that it's good that they aren't together anymore for a reason. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Surely. Yep. So Prince Charming arrives at town square uh, and everyone bombards him with questions, including a very, very important question from Dr. Whale, which is, are the nuns still nuns or they can they, you know, date? <laughs> Dr. Whale coming in clutch with the important issues.
1: He is bringing. He is already bringing his his eye uh, zombie character into the mix right here, because that is
0: creepy horn dog doctor.
1: That is one hundred percent, one hundred percent a Blaine De Beer's question.
0: It's like everyone, everyone is like throwing all these like dire questions at him, and Henry tries to say something uplifting, which is things always look worse before there's good news, which promptly. As soon as he says that, you hear Leroy in the background scream, terrible news.
1: I cracked up.
0: That is the best. I love, I love stuff like that.
1: <laughs> like, it's, it's very well done.
0: If you le- he, he, he's running to town to report that they just discovered that if you leave, your cursed selves become your only selves.
1: I I love Hopper being like, are you, are you sure? You know? And he's like, yes. If why else would I have come running into town screaming terrible news? Like we get it twice.
0: (laughs) And with all this confusion and all the, the, the surprise that's going on, everyone's yelling things. Dr. Hopper hears Henry say something to the effect of, I wonder if my mom knows. And Hopper takes this and, uh, heads out in the next scene. But mm-hmm. this is where Prince Charming tells everyone to meet back in two hours and I'll tell you the plan. And Ruby chases after him and goes, what's the plan? He's like, I don't know yet.
1: Yeah. Which- David, David Nolan doing this to the whole town. I'm like, I'm going to need you to roll a deception. Check. like,
0: Well, that's the thing. If, if David Nolan had done that, the town wouldn't have showed up two hours later, but Prince Charming rolled that. And he's yeah. got, he's got charisma. So, uh, so he rolled the, that deception check real well they, he's got
1: the uh, the folk hero trait. So he to-
0: yeah. He had, yeah. He had the advantage <clears throat> on that one. Hi, we play Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Dungeons and slash or dragons. Occasionally,
0: we play Dungeons and/or dragons. Uh, haven't in. Oh God, it's been like two years.
1: It's been a week for me. Oh, in kind of the game have- now, so.
0: Oh, I, I play the. I'm playing the role of parent. And work Uh, and full time and full time work from home.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes.
0: I started working again this week. Uh, All right. So, meet back in two hours. He doesn't know the plan yet. So, then we go to Regina's house where she is uh, trying to get a candle to light and it doesn't immediately work. So, she does her favorite move she throws it against a wall.
1: Yep. When in doubt, just chuck something. (laughs) I am sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I am really bothered by this storyline with Regina um, not knowing how to do her magic anymore because I, I'm I'm just gonna spoil it. Now she just literally magically gets it working again later in the episode.
0: Well they have the they have a plot device convenience. I know, but I,
1: in, I just think it would have been such a good character moment for her to maybe find a new place for her magic to come from.
0: They they couldn't use that on her. They want to use it for spoilers, Emma later.
1: <laughs> I know, but if you're Sorry gonna do that, that for <laughs> No, but if you're gonna do that for Emma, why not do it for Regina? Then yeah. you're introducing this as a component of the show, as a as a part of your lore and how magic works.
0: Well, whenever she goes to you know, whenever she goes to gold later, he straight up calls what she uses a crutch. So that's fun. Um, yeah. so she goes outside for a breath of fresh air. Cause she's frustrated from breaking a candle again. I don't know how many candles she's gone through this day. Um, and Dr. Hopper is there asking if she wants to talk about her pain to help her learn who she truly is. Um, and she's like, Oh, conscience thing, right? He's like, it's what I do. <laughs> she knows who she is. She doesn't need his help. She dismisses him. Good try. Dr. Hopper.
1: <clears throat> I I love her dismissive. Oh, right. The conscience thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, she forgets. Everyone's got their stuff back. Um, yeah. Then we go straight to a flashback mm-hmm. of Regina fixing young Snow White's hair. Mm-hmm. Snow White is doing what children do, digging in a jewelry box that's next to her. That's what we do. If you don't want us to go through it, don't put it where we're going to get to it. Yep. <clears throat> She finds a chain with her old engagement ring from Daniel on it and has this whole, what we find out to be a dark vision of her telling Snow White it's her fault because she was weak and her mother corrupts young souls. She's so close. She's so close.
1: It's like, yeah, yeah, you almost get it. Maybe you don't need to choke out this child. She
0: wasn't strong enough to prevent it and she chokes her with the necklace and then she comes back to reality and lies and says she doesn't remember where she got it. I hate um, this
1: kind of fake out. I know it's it, in yeah. this genre of TV. It's like very common, but I hate it.
0: I will say the most successful use of this type of, um, fake out flashback, uh, was the twilight final movie. Mm-hmm. The final twilight movie used this flash flow forward, uh, alternate reality. The most successfully out of any of these flash forward alternate realities I've ever seen. <laughs> yes so get it twilight good job
1: good At job twilight good job,
0: twilight movie yes good job, because twilight book just inferred all that like it just you know it didn't write that stuff out so seeing it go the way that it goes in the movie and then jumping back going jk yes. was well, such a good moment <laughs>
1: Well, that's what, it's also one of those ways where like when you're adapting something for the screen versus a book that works better in a movie, like that's, that works, that works well. That's a good device. Other uh, than just, you know, I showing. Believe,
0: I believe I made, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. I believe I made you and Shane come see that movie with me when it came out. Right?
1: Um, the first part of it, you made us go see the second part of it. I wanted to go see.
0: Okay. We, may, planned, yeah. we
1: planned to go see we, that as a group. We
0: went and saw this together. And I'm pretty sure I remember going, wait, that's not how it is in the book.
1: Because you and Shane both read the books yeah. and enjoyed them.
0: <laughs> and Shane was more like, I think Shane was more, that's not what happened in the book than yeah. me. <laughs> and I was like, that's not what happened.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I tried to read that first book and I'm never trying again.
0: I think you might have been in the middle of us. So you were getting this in surround sound.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it was It was great.
0: And and that is the most success. I will say this for the Twilight movies and then I'll move back to our show. The most successful of all the Twilight movies is the very last one because they all see the end of their contracts and they're all just having fun with the ridiculousness of the show that they are on.
1: I mean, the best moment in that entire movie is um, Anna Kendrick being like, does anyone else like not realize how weird this is? <laughs> Anna Kendrick in that or was that the was that the first half of the last story? I don't remember. I don't
0: remember. It, they they did it. They she did what everyone though. was doing at the time. Did what everyone does at the time. It was like, oh, it's the last movie of a popular YA series. Well, we'll make two movies out of it.
1: Okay. So, so, <laughs> and who.
0: so um, Cora, not Cora, mm, Regina. Is this,
1: is this your vampire fiction series that we have to put a quarter in the jar for? Yeah, I guess. For me, it's Buffy. For you, it's uh.
0: Look, okay, so here's the thing. I have never been so angry to enjoy reading a book series. <laughs> that's that's what I can say. Obviously I do this rant cast. I enjoy things that make I enjoy reading things and watching things that are fun but make me mad. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't surprise anyone that I read and own Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um so
0: I have one of the graphic novels even. Come on. Uh,
1: yeah. So uh, Regina is walking with her father, Henry, I think in the next scene. Yes. And she's like, I got to get out of here. I'm she
0: like, she, th- she tells her dad that Cora's turning her into her um, and she's angry all the time and she doesn't want the life that Cora wants. She doesn't want to be her mom.
1: And I love um, past, past Regina you know, like mm-hmm. uncorrupted, sweet.
0: She uses a different vocal tone,
1: completely she, different vocal tone. And it's,
0: and there are some times where she uses it and it's like so unbelievable. Like,
1: like it's a little affected.
0: Yeah. When in her scenes with Rumpelstiltskin, I'm just like, oh, her saccharine yeah. voice doesn't fit here.
1: It's a little much,
0: but as she's being younger and I get it. Um, yeah. And her dad reveals that Cora was like this before they got married. Um, because not quite a man made her this way with a book of spells, but no one says his name, not even Cora.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like the scene is written for her to be played by someone younger.
0: Well, yeah, they probably should have cast a younger actress. They learned their lesson and did it uh, with someone else later. Yes. Um, didn't just, like, they this they still season, have yeah. the, they still have the actress playing her 18-year-old self, but her 14-year-old self, they actually cast like a 14-year-old. Yeah. So, uh, oh, the and there's some,
1: there's some heavy makeup. And yeah, that is this season. That's uh, that's actually only in a few episodes.
0: <laughs> you see, I, we binged them all in the first two or three weeks of my son's life, which uh, involved hours not meaning anything. So once again, just like before, everything is blended together. <laughs>
1: So, you need to do like me and just um, live on a weird schedule. And I sleep in three to four hour increments when I'm tired.
0: Oh, and also, I would like to point out, I still haven't finished the series. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. We got to to a point and we just stopped watching again. (laughs) We'll get there. We needed a break. We needed a break from it. Uh, Yeah. I I, I did get farther this time than I got last time.
1: Yeah. Um but,
0: uh, yeah, we'll, we get, kinda, we'll get there in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, we're like bypassing the, the Father Henry scene, but I'm kind of okay with it. It's
0: No, he's you know, he he tells her that there's a book. That's important. Yeah. He tells her that there's a book. So we go back to the present where Regina runs to Gold Shop to find that book.
1: She's freaking ransacking this place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the library's beneath the clock tower. You closed it, remember, when you still had power?
1: Back when you still had power. Power.
0: <laughs> and they, they banter back and forth about her needing a shortcut to get her magic back. Like he he calls out what you called out. Yeah. She should have to work for it.
1: She should have to work for it. I would rather watch her magic continue to sputter and her fighting to find a place for that magic to come from. <laughs> I would love the scene where she storms in later and takes Henry to be bluff. Mm-hmm. I would like that. I think that that would be a stronger choice
0: yeah, but for the, got- the
1: arc of the whole season. But yep. here we are.
0: But then would she have gotten hit with an arrow?
1: Oh, yeah. because <laughs> granny's, <laughs> granny's granny again. So she, she, she does have shot. a crossbow again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another important thing about this curse breaking is that uh, oh, Gold yeah. tries to get her to leave Tell in us his something. usual manner. Please. With the, with, to which she says, your pleases have lost their punch. It's not working on her anymore. He doesn't have that hold over her anymore because the curse is over. So that yep. part of the deal is gone. Um, and her, her getting her magic back isn't in his best interest. But what's also not in either of their best interests is everyone finding out that the Enchanted Forest still exists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, you know, once again, let's take from the murder mystery part from season one. Mm-hmm. Me, the audience already knew Yeah. So it's not that big a shock other than, Oh, they know.
1: Right. I do appreciate that. They don't drag that one out. So Mm -hmm. lesson learned from season one.
0: That's good. Yeah. It didn't take 12 episodes for us to find out that they know that the enchanted forest still exists, even though we already know.
1: Right. (sighs) I mean, we're in episode two of the season. It's fairly early in, She's acknowledging it with gold. And by the end of the episode, she'll acknowledge it again. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, thank God.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I like that she does call him out on the fact that he's up to something and it doesn't involve going back home, Mm -hmm. which is he doesn't want her digging into that. So he just like gives her the book and tells her to leave. Yep. Just be careful, dearie. These are straight up spells. They could be a little rough on the system. And she says, I don't care if they turn me green. Ugh, foreshadowing. I,
1: I love the I think it's way accidental, but still. I, I know, yeah. I don't think that they had planned for Zelina by this point.
0: Stop trying um, to make Zelina happen.
1: God, I hate her. Um I do love the delivery of that though. Like these are straight up spells. Like, oh yeah, like like she's going about to like shoot heroin.
0: Yes. <laughs> I think that's basically what it's supposed to be because later on she breathes it in. And I'm like, oh, she snorts it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and and once he- again,
1: maybe lean more into that metaphor for the storyline. But yeah. then again, Buffy already did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Buffy did it. <laughs> ah, we both have a jar now. Yep. Clink. <laughs> uh, and then as she says that she leaves holding the book, he he gets one last jibe in. He's like, ah, oh, now you look like her. Because he had said before, in the next scene even, that she doesn't look like her mother. But now yeah. she does. Mm-hmm. So we flash back to her easily mm-hmm. stealing her book from her mother's pillow. So easily. Oh my god. Like, I wouldn't, I didn't expect that scene to go the way it did. I expected Cora to, like, wake up.
1: It undermines how scary Cora is supposed to be in general.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: she manages this so easily. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yoink.
0: Not the first time she's stolen something from her mother's room, I'm sure fair. Uh, she finds the name written in, in it and mispronounces it. Uh,
1: Rumpelstiltskin. Where are you getting the H? Huh?
0: It's cursive. You know how cursive is. She summons him and I wrote Regina's young, innocent voice because I didn't like it. <gasps> what are you?
1: <laughs> what are you?
0: <laughs> he thinks that's so rude. <laughs>
1: All her, her little hand gestures by her mouth. I'm like, this is a little oh. much. I love, I love Atlanta Perilla but, but stop. Stop, please.
0: <laughs> Direction. It's the. It's always the director's fault.
1: Yes, it's, it's always, always the, director. the director's
0: fault. Uh, he taught her, but he doesn't see the family resemblance. And he's been waiting to meet her again. And this, he, he, God, from here we start getting all the cringe lines. Anytime, anytime a woman is in a scene with Rumpelstiltskin, a cringe line comes out. I'm so happy we're back where we belong. Where's that? Together. <sighs> Ugh. And uh, Luther, again, very he, he pays good attention to things I miss. Um, he noticed that in this scene, Rumpelstiltskin's voice is more like Mr. Gold's voice and not mm-hmm. like his imp voice. I think because he's trying not to scare her off.
1: Yes. He kind of goes back and forth a bit during this scene.
0: Yeah. He's not being like, maniacal. Yeah. He gets more into his regular voice in the next scene he's in. Yes. Um so then the next scene is just Regina sitting under her tarred apple tree, considering the book. And that's it. It's the whole scene. Because we're yep. flashing back forward with the book.
1: Yeah. And boom, Regina's magic is back. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. That's, no,
0: no, no. We, we come back to that. She's just considering it. She got it back. Ah. And she's figuring out what to do. And then we jump to Prince Charming, uh, practicing his speech in the mirror for Henry which is where he points out that he did the fighting snow did the talking and the I was typing as I watched it. I was like, did he say he did the violence? And Luther was like, no, he said fighting. I said, same thing.
1: (laughs) Now there is a deleted scene here. They went with this fake out speech thing instead um, of an earlier scene, which involved the phone ringing and ringing and ringing and then going over to voicemail and David saying that, he heard the phone ringing. He just wanted to hear Mary Margaret's voice again, Mm. which is sweet. Um, I prefer that scene leading into the rest of this story to what we went with finally in the final cut, which was him doing the speech.
0: Yeah. (sighs) But you know, Uh, yeah. Henry points out that he recognizes the hat and he doesn't know who the hatter is, but he knows him from the book. And so, we see
1: this picture of the Mad Hatter in the uh, book again.
0: This that, is so, that, the worst picture ever.
1: This is so rude to this poor man to use I, this picture <laughs> again, and again and again. As someone that has spent a lot of time on the dark side of Twitter, there is much. there are much better drawings of this man.
0: Hey, Sebastian Stan, do you mind if we use this least flattering illustration of you to, to remind the audience that you exist every time you come up? That's uh, oh, so bad. It's such a bad picture. It doesn't even look like him. Uh, So, Prince Charming gets an idea and runs off without Henry, who's like, Come on, use me. I broke the curse. Throw me a bone here. Put me in, coach. (laughs) He's out and he just wants to help. Yeah. So, Prince Charming goes to Gold's shop, obviously, and Gold is packing a bag. And uh, I don't, I don't, I can't read what I wrote. Oh, 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 he apologizes. (laughs) for not being able to do portal jumping. Um, because obviously he's like, I'm so sorry to, Oh, that's what it was. I'm so sorry to hear about your wife and daughter. Sadly, I can't do portal huh? hopping. So yeah,
1: I can't do portal magic. Anywho, in the next scene, I'll be doing portal magic.
0: <laughs> he wants a location spell. Uh, Prince Charming wants a location spell, but he's not saying for who, and he's not saying what he's using. Uh, also charming's makeup is very noticeable in this this episode.
1: It's 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 a little cakey.
0: It's I mean it's smooth. It was it was very smooth, but he was obviously wearing makeup. And are his lips like is this a snow white thing his nips his his nips wow. His lips are naturally like rosy.
1: We don't see David Nolan's nips nearly enough I- on this series
0: <laughs> in the
1: <this> series. I <laughs> I think that the show would be improved by just, you know, David let a little teddy out now and then.
0: I'll have to watch that other show he's on to see if his nips are also rosy red. Ew, I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Gold gives him the potion that's so simple even David Nolan can do it. Oh, burn.
1: (laughs) bloop
0: i loved it it was so good because even even prince charming has acknowledged he acknowledges in this episode that david was not smart
1: (laughs) it's like yeah i know i'm i'm david david sucks like we all agree david sucks the running gag
0: the running gag is that only only mary margaret really liked david i guess so (laughs) and even she had problems with him that was her curse yeah exactly
1: (laughs) her cursed was so, terrible taste.
0: Their their agreement for this one, like their their deal, the barter for this, is that he wants a non interference guarantee from Charming, and Prince Charming tells him that's fine. Oh, by the way, hey, we found out that if you cross the town border, uh, you you won't remember yourself. So I guess we're all stuck here. Okay, bye. <laughs> And, and then uh, Mr.
1: Gold does some property damage, but he, it's his own property. It's his so. own property,
0: so it's fine. He breaks some glass. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, he breaks a lot of glass about it. Um, and he's very upset. And then mm-hmm. we flash back to Rubble Stillskin. Mm-hmm. Telling her that he held Regina in his arms back when she was more portable.
1: I love the way he says, portable. <laughs> portable.
0: Yes. There's history in their family, both in the past and the future. I guess this is... We haven't really touched on um, this, but he knows some future stuff. Uh, yeah. We'll get get—we'll get more into that later. Uh, she is so adamant that she doesn't want to hurt anyone, and to which she finds it hard to believe they're from the same family as Korra. Um, but if she just let herself be powerful, she could be. Yeah. Um. And she he wants to help, so he gives her the mirror, like we talked about, which will mm-hmm. it it goes to a specific, annoying little world that he wants nothing to do with.
1: yep, what yeah. could this world be? Huh. Maybe mm. we'll find out later mm. this season
0: mm. wasn't that last season we already
1: uh we have been there, yes, yes but they yes. don't tell us. Yeah. I don't believe they told us
0: mm.
1: that yet no they haven't the audience doesn't know yet what yeah. that
0: is. You'll probably never see her again. All she needs is a little push. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then we, f- you, I mean, it's and then Regina. the character
1: is written off the show. And we're done with her,
0: and we never see her again because we'll probably never see her again. Look, portals. Ruth now we're thinking with portals. <sighs> uh, Anyhow, anyway. uh, Regina sits under the tar apple tree, considering the book. She opens the book and she blows on a page, and the magic comes off, dust as dust, which she breathes in. Yeah. Her eyes glow purple, and the apples go red, and she smiles. She has found her crutch, and she has her powers back because she huffed a book. Books are magical.
1: Books are magical.
0: Books are magical.
1: Um, I should feel guilty about how many I just threw out. <gasps> um, <laughs> we've been we've been doing some home renovation and decluttering. And I got rid of so many old textbooks from when I was in school. And I like, I know no one takes them. If you live in a town where you want to donate your your old textbooks to a local like library foundation, libraries can't take battered paperbacks. They can't take stuff that's super outdated and they can't take old textbooks. You really can just put it in the recycling bin. It is okay. (laughs) You have me. Uh, former library worker Madison and hopefully future librarian Madison telling you it is okay to throw out books that are past their usefulness.
0: That's good. I hoard things. So mm-hmm. I'll never...
1: uh, yeah. uh, we, we cleaned out the old, the old office, um, which is now the guest room um, and the new office, which is the old guest room. We switched the rooms
0: oh. and uh,
1: threw out so much just straight up garbage we were holding on to like yeah. literally just lots of empty boxes from things we bought.
0: Yeah. We have to do that too. Um, because of reasons. So anyway,
1: felt good, felt liberating.
0: Oh. Hey, remember how you were supposed to come to my house two weeks ago and help me purge.
1: Yeah. I need yeah. to do that.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: I've been, a- I've been hella
0: busy with work. You want to get back to this episode? no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked this episode, like so we don't have anything to rant about, really.
1: Yeah, I, you know, good we,
0: episodes were less ranty because they're good.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could do we could do the play by play and talk about like David chasing his hat, chasing Jefferson's oh hat. Can we
0: talk about how this whole scene is just there so David can realize that having both memories is not the curse that Jefferson thinks it is? Yeah. That's it. That's the whole reason we have this scene is Jefferson's like, it's, it's such a curse to have these two people living inside of you. This is hell. And later on, this is the, we are both. He's like, no, David helps me know who I am and who I don't want to be. I learned from David. I wouldn't give him up. I'm both of them. I'm dumb and I'm charming. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't we all?
1: Yeah. I think that realization needed a little more push, a little more of a highlight in the script.
0: I would also like, Yeah, I also want to point out how poor Jefferson was trapped in a flipped car for a whole day before anyone found him. Yeah, he's been in there for a while. (laughs) He's been in there for like a whole night Um, because the Wraith was the night before, I believe. And uh, he had a stuffed bunny and a tea set. With him. He was going to find his daughter.
1: And we, the audience, once again, we know why he's kind of a bad guy. Yeah. We know this. Yeah. David, the prince, they do not know that. Yeah. There is no reason for him to be this rough with Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah at all uh,
0: he doesn't like his attitude he does't like- <laughs> I think that's where it comes out the guy he doesn't like the guy's attitude <laughs>
1: doesn't like the guy's attitude after pulling him from uh, a flipped car where he's been trapped overnight like yeah like maybe you know what you get to have a little attitude
0: yeah he said bunny. no one heard him calling for help good that means we can talk oh my god
1: I was like okay
0: Jesus check the man for a concussion oh my gosh. He's been in a major accident. Cars flipping. That's not easy on a person.
1: Cars flipped with debris on top of the car. And he's been upside down that whole time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, he must. I mean, he probably got out of his seatbelt in that time, at least, but his door was jammed. I work with traffic accidents. So I was like, eh. it's not yeah. a very good sheriffy thing for you to do, but he's not the sheriff yet. so
1: Yeah. That's,
0: so, that's so, later. Meanwhile, his phone is ringing and ringing and he's not answering. Everyone's at the town hall. Ruby is trying to keep the peace. Granny has her crossbow out because she's granny. Um, and Do you need that?
1: <laughs> this is a lawless <laughs> town.
0: <laughs> Henry's just trying to call his grandpa. and Also, um, once again, adults writing for children. Gramps. Just constantly calling him Gramps. Yeah. It's like it's like constantly using sis. Hey sis.
1: I, I don't know. I feel like in this very particular case <laughs> it, it fits. I don't because <laughs> well, I mean I'm thinking of it from the perspective of okay, Henry is a is a young child who has been kind of isolated. And he until very recently, you know, only had his adoptive mother. Mm-hmm. And then his his biological mother came to town.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's that's been everyone in his life. And now not only does he know about his extended family, but they're there and they knew who he is. So I think a little part of it is realistic. It's him reveling in, you know, that the a, same way like when you first get married and you call your husband husband all the time.
0: I still do that.
1: I do too. <laughs> here's,
0: your, here's my thing though. He doesn't do this to uh, Snow White. No. I have not heard him say grandma unless he did it once at the very beginning and she made a face.
1: Yeah, I I think that Snow White would be like not okay with that.
0: That's also his former teacher. Yeah. So So
1: he has another relationship with her.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Whereas
1: not with David. Yeah. So it's this is a it would fit better if he were a younger child, but -hmm. it does make sense.
0: Can we talk about things that could fit better? Sure. The shoulders on Regina's dress as she bursts into the town hall. Now here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. When she is standing in like a neutral strong pose with her arms down, the shoulders do the right kind of pointy thing that they are designed to do.
1: Oh yeah. The silhouette when she's not moving but is great.
0: Any, time her arms are like on her hips or anything like that, it just looks like two bat nipples.
1: But that entrance and that silhouette when she first comes in is so good.
0: I I didn't like that one. I liked the the silhouette I liked better is when she gets to the front and they, they, they shoot the arrow at her and she turns it to fire and she sends a fireball around the room and then hits the town seal behind her. And she's just like haloed in this fiery seal. That is the shot of the show to me.
1: Yeah, that moment I was but, like, damn, I am, when, I am very bi.
0: When she bursts open the door, that whole shot is ruined for me by the shoulders of that dress. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't like it. Like, they it just My, looked like, I don't know. As someone
1: I, whose type is women that could kill me, um, th- that really worked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the the scene itself is great. I just, I the sleeves on the dress were too tight for it to have the impact they wanted.
1: I was not paying as much attention to the sleeves Which as is, I normally would be. I was, yeah, I was like, this is reverse for us. That waist is snatched. Her oh, legs the, look amazing. The rest of
0: the dress is gorgeous. I love it. I just hated the shoulders. Um, <laughs> lights it in district. Wow. Okay. So I was using talk to text or, or swipe text for this and mm-hmm. my notes are hilariously uh, unintelligible, but yeah, that, that one shot and I'll, I'm going to post I want to post that uh, image on our Twitter. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's it's the best shot of the show. I have it saved somewhere now. Yeah, Uh,
1: I've also already tweeted a picture of Cora asking, is this a Dami mommy? Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. Uh, So the townsfolk are like, what do you want? And Harry's like, it's me. She wants me. So he gives himself up to save the townsfolk. And as she's leaving, she gives a real good side eye to Granny.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Trying, just trying to shoot her.
1: <sighs> oh,
0: I love Granny. Yes. Granny might be my favorite action hero in this show.
1: Granny's fantastic. Yes. I it's... want a whole series of Granny. Give me the Granny spinoff. Like yes. how with Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Give me Granny Monster Hunter. Oh god,
0: we're gonna have to watch that at some point, aren't we?
1: Granny Lucas, Monster Hunter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so we go back to Jefferson and Charming. Jefferson's talking about how he can't get the hat to work because it's broken. Mm-hmm. He knows they're still in the Enchanted Forest, but his portal's broken. So, too bad, out of luck. He talks about how the two lives—it's bad enough anyway—because these two lives in our head were cursed forever with these double, mm-hmm. double the pain, double the suffering. And then he like flips the table and runs away.
1: That's the statement of the great curse. It's double meant hell. <laughs>
0: yay yeah so so prince charming who is single-minded right now about finding his wife and daughter which i don't blame him for i don't blame him for that at all he starts to running over jefferson run after jefferson but ruby stops him and like pulls him back to the current world they're in she's like they're not gonna have anywhere to return to if you don't stop everyone from leaving like we need you right now regina has henry you're not helping anything yeah. So, and she has a point. Look at Ruby yeah. being being our grounded. Our Red is our uh, our grounding point this whole episode. She's the balanced one. Uh, Regina gets Henry home, and she's talking about. She's using her like chipper happy voice is like, okay, things aren't going to go back the way they were before. Ha ha ha. And he just takes off running and immediately escapes through the window with a um a carabiner and some bed sheets tied together that he had stashed under his bed. Yep. This kid was obviously snuck out a lot. We knew we saw it. We all saw season one.
1: And once again, we see the quote unquote barrier spell,
0: which is once again, entanglement. It's the exact same spell her mother used on her. Which uh-huh. Should have been her deja vu moment.
1: That should have been the moment. That but... should have
0: been it, but it was not. Nope. Um, she she pulls him back in. Uh don't fight it, honey. You'll get a splitter.
1: <laughs> I like that line.
0: Uh so she she says something about I'm just I've got you here because I love you so much. He's like, So I'm a prisoner because you love me. That's not fair. Yeah. And and I like that he brings up how. She gaslit him the whole year before. uh you made me feel like I was crazy, yeah, you sent me to therapy because I was crazy.
1: I think that the the biggest line to take away from the scene isn't the one that gets that I think the that the director wants to highlight, which is her telling Henry you can make them love you mm-hmm. For me, it's more the the line where she tells him you can you can show them not to be afraid of me,
0: yeah afraid of yeah you can show them not to be afraid you can make yeah. them love you yeah
1: but she's talking about herself in that yeah and earlier in the episode when we were in the flashback we had oh no no it's actually going to happen a little later in the episode Cora is putting the thought into Regina's head that the people don't really love her yes and i think that that's a big part of it is she wants to be loved. She wants to be cared for and she doesn't have the tools. No. She doesn't know how to one show love. And because she's had a <laughs>
0: real she's bad had example,
1: a real bad example. She's had a great example in her father yeah, and a terrible example in her mother. Yeah, And you know, because of how mm. people are generally socialized, you tend to take after, you know, the parent with your gender identity aligned with them. Yeah. So that's where most people get their patterns. Hi, I have a degree in child and family studies and early childhood development. Hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and that comes from her offering to teach him magic to impress his friends. They can come over all the time and they'll have everything they want because we have magic. And he was that's when he was like, no one's going to come over here. They're scared of you. And that's where that line was like, well, you can teach them, I'm not yeah. too scared of me. You could make them love you. And he- she so said, I don't want to be you. And and she has, she finally has that moment where she yeah. realizes she's her mother. And I think yep. we've all had that moment. And some of those moments are better than others. Um, mm-hmm. I, I realized I was my mother just by walking downtown and one day walking, walking da- uh, down the street next to the college that my mom and I both attended. And I was walking with my hand on my purse in a certain way. And I was like, well, hi there, Maureen. <laughs> nice to see you here. <laughs> It's simple things like that. like yeah. yeah. But I thankfully didn't have this totally horrible deja vu thing uh, mm-hmm. when I realized I was my mother. I had a good deja vu thing. Um, I do it when I get grumpy, too. I'm like, oh, hi, Maureen. There
1: <laughs> hi, Mom, you, you love- are.
0: Hi, Mom. I love you. <laughs> she doesn't I, listen to this. She doesn't know what a podcast is.
1: I... Uh- <laughs> I feel that way when I get uh when my temper comes out. I'm like, "Oh no, Steve."
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I I it is a thing that uh I recognize as coming from both of my parents, but the explosive way it comes out is definitely more my mm-hmm. dad.
0: Oh, you know all those times I have hidden serious uh emotions with comedy? Mhm. Hi, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Regina, if we flashback into Regina in a wedding dress, and Cora's like, "Oh, a gift." She thinks it's like a portrait of yeah. the townsfolk have sent her a portrait of of how beautiful she is. Oh, it's a mirror. I wonder sometimes if the people really love you. There it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and. She tells her, Well, the king's old. He's not gonna last very long, so let them know where the power lies. You know, get get a queen's guard and amass some power and let people know where the power lies and they'll love you. That's what think, that's what I'd do.
1: And I think that's the issue with her relationship with Leopold, with Snow White's father. Mm-hmm. Snow White's father doesn't love her romantically. No. He loves the environment that she can help in his mind create for his daughter.
0: Yeah, he likes her,
1: and he's a king, so yeah. he does need to be married to be a king. It's like a whole thing. So you don't
0: have to be married to be a king, but I guess
1: you have to have been married. You're a prince until you're until you're married.
0: No, no,
1: yep. really? Yep. Huh? Mm-hmm. I
0: I didn't think that's how it worked. Yep.
1: You're not king until you are married.
0: Well, he was married. He was widowed.
1: Yes. That's what I'm saying. But I think in order to, in order to like in fantasy world and in European monarchy, he would then need to marry again and produce a male heir.
0: Oh yeah. I was was saying, I was like, it's not that he has to be married. It's just way easier to keep track of the heirs that way. I listen to a lot of noble blood. Hi, that's a good podcast. (laughs) I do enjoy noble blood. Uh, So, So blah 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 blah. blah. So they have this whole back and forth. This is where Regina says, "I don't want to be you," and tries to push her into the mirror. Yep. Um. But Cora's faster, and freezes her. Uh, And I know I'm your mother, and I know what's best because I said so.
1: And Regina gets very angry and Mm -hmm. breaks Cora's spell and magics her into the mirror.
0: Rubble stillskins in the mirror doing the little push. She's push, did a push motion. And yeah, the power inside her breaks through the spell and topples her into the mirror and through the portal, which she fights. She almost gets out of it. And, yeah, then and it breaks.
1: It really is a scene that would make so much more sense if we had established that Regina's power comes from a place of anger and yes. she doesn't have that same anger anymore, which is why her magic doesn't work. Yeah. But no. No, no we... we <laughs> We snort a book.
0: <laughs> we snort. We just, we just huff a book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta huff a book.
0: Uh, so Prince Charming uh, drives his truck and does a power skid, <coughs> uh, which is pretty good. What's that called? Drift? He does a drift stop?
1: David Nolan, Tokyo Drift.
0: And uh, in front of the caravan is trying to leave town, and it is... All of our important characters, including some that I was surprised by, like, why is Dr. Hopper trying to leave? Why is he second in line?
1: Uh, Because he's named cast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so he, you know, he gives a he is good under pressure. I'll say this for charming. He's very good under pressure. And he gives a very good speech about losing themselves as they cross the line. And then not only will their families lose them, but they'll lose themselves. And they are both the cursed versions of themselves and the enchanted version of themselves. David Nolan was weak and he hurt someone I loved. But he reminds me of who I want to be. Better. The weaknesses and the strengths. I'm both. We are both. So they, they're they easily convinced. They're like, oh yeah, you're right. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, we've, we've established multiple times in this show that the townspeople of Storybrooke um
0: they really listen to to snow white and prince charming
1: (laughs) they will listen to anyone who speaks loudly with authority
0: yeah so stay and all the choices are open to them let's open back up and get back to work and i'll protect you as long as i'm alive and we'll all come together like we did before with his best snow white inflection and we'll all come together like we did before Mm -hmm. his best snow white inflection and they agree and they head back to town and there's a shot of ruby being proud
1: yeah Several shots of people opening the
0: town back up. Yeah. Well, before we get there, Regina is free again. Mm -hmm. So she rides away on her horse, whose name is the thing you said. Rosinante. And is stopped this time by Rumpelstiltskin. She gives him back the book. I got a gift for you. Can't be a gift if it was mine to start with. (laughs) Which is a fun dumb line. How did it feel? I loved my mother. It's not what I asked. How did it feel to use magic? And she's so resistant to answering this question because she's never going to use it again because she loved it.
1: Yep. And, and so, that scares her.
0: Mm-hmm. He offers to show her how to do it and she wants to know what he gets out of it. He's like, you'll do something for me in the future. Fine. Yep. Uh, I won't become like her. Well, that dearie is entirely up to you.
1: And that's true.
0: Yeah. She could have been better. Yes. I'm going to sneeze.
1: Yep. (coughs) And I mean, everyone in this town needs therapy.
0: Yeah, including Dr. Hopper.
1: Including the therapist.
0: Uh, So she's reconsidering the book in her dining room as Prince Charming barges in with a sword. He's like, I know what I'm good at. Boom,
1: door kicked in. (laughs) Sword.
0: and uh, she's like, you don't need that. Henry, go with your grandfather. Yeah. I, I don't know how to love very well. And I shouldn't yeah. have brought you here against your will. Um, if you hold on too hard, it doesn't make people love you. And she, she gives like a very sincere apology. He only wants to be, she only wants him to be there if he wants to be there, not because of force or magic. And here we introduce that she wants to redeem herself.
1: Yes. And the way she delivers that is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, it
0: it makes me believe that this redemption thing she's on is going to last for more than three episodes. mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I, I I appreciate the sincerity of the delivery. Um, I also do think that that process is not one direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I will say that, yes, she, she goes back and forth a lot, but I don't think that it is because she loses the desire to redeem herself. It is a stumbling block.
0: Like, we'll talk about that again when it happens. Yeah. Please, we'll talk about that cause... again in a couple of episodes. Because I mm, uh, I want to get into it. Whenever it comes to that. This episode Fair. was not as problematic. So it is more. Here we are scene by scene. Uh, without a whole lot of rants. Yeah. Um, I, I do like how Prince Charming asks her to prove. That she's really honest about that. Just by asking if the enchanted forest exists.
1: And she answers. Honestly.
0: Yep, it does. Good for her. But I can't, we can't get back there. I don't know how to get back there. And he's like, awesome. Okay. I can see I've launched you on a heroic quest. Just make sure you take care of my son.
1: And he agrees. And it's a yeah. good moment between these two. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the town opens back up and the dwarves head out with pickaxes, pickaxes,
1: pickaxes, huh?
0: pickaxes, Because they tell Sneezy they're going to find fairy dust for him to cure him. And uh, Henry sees Marco and whispers something to him and he runs up the stairs at the diner to August's empty room, which only contains Pinocchio's childhood hat.
1: Yep. So what happened to August?
0: He ran away. I don't know. It's
1: a mystery. It's a mystery.
0: Gold angrily stands at the town line. <laughs> he
1: just yep. stands
0: and he's glowering. He's such a good glowerer. Yep. Uh, Regina goes to burn the book, but she stops and then she puts it away instead. Mm-hmm. hmm Hmm. And
1: uh, I think, isn't this the season where she tries to go 12 steps with magic?
0: I don't remember already. She, like she I tries
1: to 12-step program away her magic and it does not work.
0: I binged them, so I don't remember if that's this season or <laughs> next one. Uh, David tells Henry that he knows uh, Emma and, and Snow White are okay. And this is a good shot. They're in the diner. They're eating at the diner. He knows they're okay because he can feel it. Because we already established that he can feel when Snow White's in trouble, mm. um, and then they drink a Coca Cola in unison. I'm just going to say the full brand name because I assume it is a Coca Cola yeah. in unison because it's, it's it's a magical world. They're not drinking Pepsi.
1: Yeah, we oh,
0: we live in the s- South. We're Coca Cola people. <laughs> <laughs> RC.
1: I'm 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 from an RC town. Thank you very much. I, no. Oh,
0: I was I was from an RC t- town as well. It's just harder to find. Yeah. So I'm I'm a red can girl.
1: A while back I got a 12 pack of RC cola and I was like so happy and then I was like, why does it taste weirdly like taurine? Uh, um oh, I know.
0: I just realized I've never had Diet RC.
1: It's I don't think it exists if it does. I'm sure it never exists. Had
0: it. it had to exist. Oh yes. Oh, you so, know what
1: I want now is a jolt cola.
0: Oh god. Oh no.
1: Oh, I love that oh, stuff.
0: No. So back in the enchanted forest. Uh, Snow White and Emma are being pulled behind Mulan's horse, which is especially rude considering they have a third horse. Yeah. Uh, they're just being ruggedly pulled behind, thankfully not dragged. Um, they arrive at the refugee camp and the folks are very surprised to see them. They probably recognize Snow White. Um, They're not
1: refugees. They're survivors.
0: Yes, that.
1: (laughs) What a weird distinction.
0: (laughs) Snow White tries to break free, but Mulan swiftly knocks her out with one of those, like, uh, Bolo things.
1: Yeah, Snow White gets manhandled.
0: Yeah, and they're thrown into the pit. The pit. pit. Um, And in this pit is someone who very sweetly offers to help, Cora. Now, here is my rant about Cora. She just won't go away. Yeah. Yeah. She is, and I understand that when you write a good villain, you keep her around, but I wouldn't even say she's a good villain. No.
1: she She's a good like justification for a good villain.
0: Yeah. I like the actress. Um, the actress does a good job with what she's been given. Yeah. Um, But I just, I remember watching this and just being angry every time Cora, Cora came back.
1: Yeah, I don't. Stop trying to make me care about Cora. I don't want to see her. I don't want to have episodes with her. I don't, I don't like Don't want her. a
0: redemption arc.
1: Don't want a redemption arc. Just,
0: and that's the other thing. Just let the villain be a villain. Yeah. Just I mean, we're comfortable just letting Rumplestiltskin Stiltskin be awful all the time. Even yeah. whenever he has his redemption, he's still not good. Yep. I'm just spoiling all over the place because I've watched ahead now.
1: Yeah. This I mean we're why. about to get we're about to have Hook, speaking of let the villain <sighs> be a villain. But I do like Hook. Being yeah. becoming better,
0: oh, yeah, he was just a little um obsessive, and that was his whole problem, yeah. Obsessive, so I d- my my rants about this episode don't actually involve this episode, they they come more in, they establish these things that are supposed to be set, and they're immediately going to trounce all over them in the next few episodes as the season goes on, yeah, and the that problems- is.
1: Aren't the epit the problems aren't with the episode? The problems are with the overarching season, as we will see going forward.
0: Yeah, um, my problems are Regina's young girl voice, and I actually saw a BuzzFeed list of um, times TV shows didn't cast a younger actress to play the younger version of a character, <laughs> and Once Upon a Time I was like right at the top of the list with Regina. Yeah. It's like they've done it before. Why must they do this? There are other actresses who are looking for jobs.
1: Yep. So I think that's the episode, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going to say my best dress is escaping Regina. Okay,
1: that's fair. I like her storming into the town hall. That is See, my favorite. That's
0: my least favorite of her outfits.
1: I know. I, I just it. And it's I just the it.
0: shoulders. It's just the shoulders on the dress. I love it. They, I saw what they were going for, and I didn't feel like it achieved it. It looked more like a, a weird ruffle. Then it looked like a pointy sleeve.
1: Yeah, I saw fair. what they were
0: going for. But the sleeve itself, like on the arm, should have been a little looser to achieve that constantly. But because the sleeve was so tight, every time she lifted her arms, it just tucked that little thing, the point up, and it just looked like a ruffle.
1: Why must you be the screen door on my submarine? I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to. We we don't have to agree all the time. We're friends. Speaking, we don't have of, to agree all the time.
1: Let's see if we let's see if we agree on this. How many MacGuffin books would you give this episode out MacGuffin of five? Books.
0: How many Huffable Ink books? Uh, How many
1: Huffable books would you give this out of five?
0: Because it's not a bad episode, but it's not the best episode. Okay. Huh. How many points do you take off for a good episode that's not the best episode is the question. So I'm in the three to four range. I feel like one. it's a
1: solid four.
0: I, I can agree with a four. I agree with a four. I was going for four, but I was like, I've given four to some other good episodes. I need to go through and make that spreadsheet of how we've ranked things. Um, <laughs> yes. I'll give it a four because it's a good episode. Uh, mostly like it gets extra points for not having Bell and Gold being gross with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Deserves credit for that.
0: This episode gets an extra gets extra bonus points for not having Bell and Gold. If it had Bell, that's fine. If it had Gold, that's fine. Them together? Meh.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm looking forward to Emma and Regina being back in the same world. Yes, um, because uh, Jock Goth lesbians um, <laughs> are trending right now.
0: Oh, thank God, Cassandra Peters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not goth women loving women, I should say. Not not necessarily lesbians.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm just so happy for them.
1: <laughs> I know, me too.
0: It's been 19 years and we haven't been able to share in their love. That's so sad to me. I'm so glad they're out. <laughs> I, you know,
1: I would not cede my crown as hottest goth girlfriend. Um, hottest queer goth girlfriend um, easily, but I guess I have to give it up for Elvira. You,
0: you absolutely have to give it up for Elvira. She's the original.
1: Yeah, she is. She made the template, so I'm yes. now the second hottest.
0: Even though she used um, the template of a previous,
1: <laughs> she used of uh, uh, Vampira, but still, yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> I love it anyway.
1: She <sighs> added comedy to it, which is what made it.
0: She's so good. What it I rem- is. She used to host uh, Up All Night, which was like just a TV program that just showed like old B movies or something at late hours. And that's I how I know. That. I, that's how I know Elvira. It's so embarrassing.
1: I love how Elvira out of drag because Elvira is a drag character. Fight me. Mm-hmm.
0: No, Elvira, she, has she admits it.
1: Yeah. Elvira out of drag is, is redhead Dolly Parton mm-hmm. and Dolly Parton out of Dolly Parton drag is Elvira.
0: I, I absolutely am so behind the internet uh, theory of we should have a movie where they're like two estranged sisters who have to like find each other again. <laughs> I want that. I want that show.
1: Uh, let's not get started on how much I love Dolly Parton. Um,
0: so I have forgotten what happens we, in the next episode because I binge watched ahead and now everything's a jumble. All I know is that I remember feeling like this season lasted forever.
1: It meanders. Um, it, it meanders a lot and we'll get into it.
0: They they do two seasons each season.
1: Yes, they, they, they're going to have two major story arcs. The first story arc of the season is getting our main cast back from yes. the Enchanted Forest and establishing why everyone just doesn't go back to the Enchanted Forest. Yes. Um that is our first arc. Our second arc is gonna be whatever the hell gold's been up to.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh, it was nice to see him just let loose on his own glass cases. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Anywho, I think it's time that we this wrap this sh- one up. This is a
0: short one this week, folks. Sorry. This episode was just alright.
1: This, is, this episode is an hour and a half of recorded material. It's not that short. Like, we're,
0: not, we're not even at an hour and a half, and you have to cut some of that.
1: Yeah. Still, though.
0: We did like three takes of the opening quote, which never happens. We are off our game.
1: Look, I try to get every episode down as close to an hour as possible. This so you will be, like, be easy. This one will be what easy. This one will be easy to want. get down
0: to an hour. Um, we love you guys. And, we love y'all. Uh, and, and Mads is going to stick to their promise and get this out on time. And we'll yes, do the same.
1: They, in fact, didn't.
0: We'll do the same with the next episode. We're going to keep that trend going. Yep. And uh, hopefully next episode makes me angrier. So I have more stuff to talk about.
1: Oh, it will. It <laughs> will.
0: I don't remember it. <laughs>
1: um, just a heads up that the the cast from this episode is, does not feature too much in the ca- in next episode. And vice versa. And that is because they were filmed concurrently.
0: Oh, that's
1: thanks. why we only got that one scene with Snow and uh, Snow and Emma at the very end to lead into the next episode.
0: Because they were filming the other episode at the same time. Because
1: they were filming that episode.
0: Nice, awesome. Yeah,
1: good production schedules. Good production. Also, schedule. probably why this episode got to be so focused in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they had to. They knew what was happening next. Yeah, that's good. all right.
1: Um.
0: Well, we love you guys, and. uh, this has been Storybroke.
1: Miserably Ever After. This has been Storybroke. Miserably Ever After, a Your Pretty Friend production.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review us almost anywhere fine podcasts are downloaded.
1: You can also follow us on Twitter at StorybrokePod.
0: This episode has been made possible thanks to the love and support of our spouses and listeners like you. Thank,
1: Thank you.